on the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between. This is Brewers Weekly, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Pauley. A good evening to you. It is the night of opening day. The festivities, the game, they are all in the proverbial book. The Brewers coming away with a 6-5, 10-inning win. And they start the season 1-0, tied for first place in the National League Central. What's the magic number at? Welcome in. My name is Matt Pauley. It is great to have you with us. Have you for the next hour, taking you till 9 o'clock. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. We call it the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. So uh, this is going to be kind of the, the theme throughout the course of the next now 52 minutes of the program. I want to hear from you, either a call, a text, or a tweet. You've got three ways to get in contact with the show. If you call or text the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. If you tweet at me, it's at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. If you were at the game today, if you were one of the two, four, what was the exact attendance? 11,740 folks American Family Field to experience the Brewers' comeback extra inning win on opening day. If you were one of those 11,740, I want to hear from you. And I want to hear what, what stood out to you from today. What, as you, whether, and it can just be the excitement of being back in the ballpark, something about the game. Or the fact that, you know what, you didn't actually mind ordering a beer off the uh, off the app. Like, whatever it might be, when you're looking back on this day, what, what stands out to you? What was the experience like, the game day experience? What stood out? That's what I – and we're just going to kind of – we'll take your phone calls. We'll pass these along that we get either on text and tweet throughout the course of the program. So, again – Texting or uh, calling AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620, or you can tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I want to pass this along first in case you did not hear it. Manager Craig Council today, especially if you were in the stands today, but it, you didn't have to be there because you I mean, pretty good chance you're going to get there at some point, whether it's this year or whether it's just when you feel comfortable with it again, and it's everybody's decision on when they want to do that. Um. Craig Council made a point in his post-game press conference to say that the fans were part of this win today. The fans were part of it. That the, the the excitement and the energy that they brought there in the ninth inning and also the tenth inning that that made a difference. And we've spent a lot of time talking about how to quantify fans being in the stands. When we did the spring training special a few weeks ago, and I had David Stearns on, and I think I asked the same thing to, to Craig Council about, you know, how what is the impact of, of fans? How do you quantify it? And the I, I think it was, if I remember correctly, I think it was David Stearns who told me immeasurable. You can't measure the impact they have. And I'm not trying to you know come on the radio and, and kiss you on the backside to get things rolling here at the top of the program, but I do think I think as we all come out of last year. And just a, a really tough year to be a sports fan if you enjoy going to games because you weren't going to games. You made a difference today. The Brewers might, if that is an empty stadium game today, based off the comments made by Craig Council, that's not a Brewers victory. That the fans brought something to it. And I think that's really cool. And to be honest with you, like 
The difference between a win and a loss. Think about that for a second. The difference between a win and a loss. Before the pandemic, if somebody would have come to me and been like, you know, can can baseball fans really like turn over a game? Can they really be the difference between a win and a loss? I would have said, well, they, they probably can in like college basketball. They kind of can in football because they can make so much noise and they can impact the other team's offense. But in baseball... Like they're, they're, they're part of it and there's energy and there's excitement and there's momentum, but are they, are they, are their presence really like changing games? And I wouldn't have known, I would, you know, I would have been like stuck on it. I'm not stuck on it anymore. I know. I absolutely do know. So it was good. I, I've told a few people this. So Greg Matzik and myself, we were doing Brewers warm up before the show from 12 to 1230. And we were outside the ballpark. We were in our, uh, our our mobile studio, the tailgater, right there in that plaza area um, near the uh, near the Euchre statue. And um, so we're right there, like the drive where all the buses come up. You know, all the all the shuttle buses from the various establishments that bring people in. And then there's a lot of people who are walking. If if say you're not going to go park uh, in the uh, in the stadium parking lots and you're going to make your park somewhere else and you're going to walk on in. That's that's kind of the main route to get in there. So it wasn't it wasn't that constant stream of people you would have when there's 45,000 people that are about to attend a game. But it was steady. It was it was a steady line of people. And I'm sitting there in the tailgater from 12 to 12:30. And I'm watching people get off these shuttle buses. And more importantly, I'm, I'm watching the people walk. And people are outside, so really masks weren't on. You're outside, you're walking in, masks aren't on. It looked normal. It looked so normal. And once you got in the ballpark, obviously masks on, all that sort of stuff. You know, even the, the pods and the seating. Like I, I think we'll get into this a little bit more in a bit, but... I, it felt like there was more than 25%, but it didn't feel like it was this packed house. So it still didn't feel normal once you got in. But it was, um, it was. I'm not trying to overstate this. I'm not like trying to. I don't know. I but it, it was, it was therapeutic for me. It was, it was literally and honestly therapeutic for me to sit there and just watch people walk in. Something about that was and was really nice today. I liked it. And uh, it was great to be walking through the concourse. Like when the game got over and I was walking through the concourse on my way out and kind of fighting through people. So that was one of those moments where everybody was exiting at about the same time. So it was congested. And I know in our current health situation, you probably don't want congestion. But there was something about that moment kind of fighting through the people that felt a little bit normal. So we're all fighting, we're all hoping, we're all looking for a little bit of normalcy. I don't know if you experienced this today, but for me, I experienced a little bit of normalcy. And it was nice, it was therapeutic, and there was a heck of a baseball game and a really, really good win for uh, the Brewers today. Which were This is kind of a, uh, a Brewers Weekly, Brewers Extra Innings hybrid today. It's technically Brewers Weekly, but the game took forever. It was four hours and 14 minutes long. It didn't get over that long ago. So we're, uh, we're going to spend some time throughout the course of the program uh, looking back at the game as well and breaking it down a little bit. But a, a really solid win for the crew today as they win by a 6-5 score. And I want to hear from you, and we'll talk anything Brewers. Uh, every, there's, there's an occasional show 
over the course of the year. We generally do this like the first show after the season ends. There's a few shows where I'm not a big believer in just like open lines. Hey, just call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's open today, folks. It's opening day. So if you've got anything on your mind when it comes to the Brewers, we'll talk to you. Uh, text, tweet, or call. The, the question that's on the table is if you were at the game today, what stood out to you? What do you? What are you going to remember about this year's opening day? But if you want to talk anything Brewers, we are here for you. Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It's Brewers Weekly. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. One-two delivery. Swinging and a liner speared on a beautiful backhanded grab by Luis Urias. Wow, what a play. Took a base hit away from a rise. Nicely done. Backhanded diving stab. He hit the deck and hung on to it. How about the fact that the three guys who are going to be playing on the left side of the infield this year Arias is going to get most of his time at shortstop. Shaw is going to get most of his time at third. And Arcia is going to bounce between the two. They each really had a positive impact on the game. Urias made, uh, Urias made that, that play early on. Shaw, obviously, the big hit late. Arcia uh, was at the plate there uh, when, when the run scored to, to win it. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's good production from your left side of the infield. That is, uh, that is sure, for sure. All right, here's what we're doing today. 855 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet in at Matt Pauley on air. And I'm going to expand this a little bit because it's probably not. There's a lot of people who experience the game in, in many ways, whether you were at the game or whether you were not at the game. What stood out to you about today? What's the, what's the memory that you're going to have as you, uh, as you look back on opening day 2021? Let's get our first phone call of the night. Chuck is in at New Berlin. Hey, Chuck, thanks for the call. You're on WTMJ. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, it was – I'm a partial season ticket holder, so uh, I am always used to going to plenty of games every year. And this year just felt a little extra different. Um, uh, there was the feel of opening day, but at the same time a little bit less because you couldn't obviously fill the stadium. But uh, going in there um, just – the electricity from every fan that was in there was, you could feel it in you. And on top of that, when they did the uh, tributes to uh, Hank Aaron and uh, Mrs. Keene and and uh, Mike Bell, and it, it, it was a lot different in different years. And mm-hmm. it just it just hit a lot differently. And it, it, there's a little something extra, and especially with the way that game ended, uh, you could tell how much people actually missed baseball. Yeah, great thoughts. Appreciate the phone call, Chuck. Uh, I'll admit this. I like to think of myself as kind of a tough guy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm nowhere near being a tough guy. Um, when they they so they did they did a, uh, a a tribute at the beginning of the game in front of a moment of silence where they mentioned, uh, as, as Chuck mentioned, Mike Bell, who worked on, was part of the Twin staff, and he recently passed away. Um, and then uh, Mr. Keene and, and Don Sutton, and then they got to Hank Aaron. And they ran a video that Bob Euchre narrated 
about Hank Aaron. And there was this point towards the end of the video, and they're, they're putting up photos and videos uh, like with inside of the video. And I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you said something along the lines of, you know, I was, I was proud to be, or it was great for him to be my teammate. And then he said, and my friend. And at that point, they showed video, they showed some still photos of you and, and, and Aaron as, you know, fair, somewhat recent, you know, within probably the last 10 years or so as, as older. As opposed, and I kind of had to look away like that at that moment. Like I choked up. I choked up at that moment. It was really, really well done. And uh, kudos to the Brewers. Kudos to you. Kudos to everybody for uh, for that moment, because that was uh, that was something. That was that was something, and it kind of set the tone for the whole day. Uh, let's get to Doug, and Baraboo has given us a call. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Good evening, Matt. Uh, unbelievable. It was more than therapeutic. It was uh, exhilarating. And I was one of the uh, – there was four of us that got off the van, and we uh, actually walked past uh, your unit uh, going into the ballpark. It's, it's hard to explain that, uh, not being at a game – uh, in well over a year, um, three the, the Hank Aaron thing. You know, I I go back from the when I was a kid. I used to go to the Braves games for fifty cents when when Hank Aaron was playing in the in the fifties and Eddie Matthews and uh, that tribute to Hank Aaron that was just unbelievable. Three words from the playing on the field: Shaw, Hater, Sam. And the fifth inning, uh, or whatever inning was, when Shaw got up before he got that big hit, uh, when the bases were loaded, uh, you could hear the, the crowd. You could just feel like the players were, were feeling it. Um, and every, everything positive. And, and uh, the, the only concern I had baseball-wise was uh, that fifth inning where um, – the third base coach. I, I know he's. I know Eddie's retired, and yeah, Jason Lane is his name. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, it just looks like, you know, <laughs> I know it's his first game there, but uh, you know, he uh, held a guy that could have scored, and then he let a guy mm-hmm. go in. And he was a dead duck at the at the plate. But that's that's baseball, and that's going to happen. But uh, yeah, it was it was unbelievable to be there, and I was so lucky to get tickets and uh, my friend got us tickets the four of us were there it was exhilarating yeah uh, appreciate the phone call, Doug. Really do. And I've actually I've had some uh, some tweets asking me questions about the uh, the decision over at third base. It was a bad decision. It was a bad decision by Jason Lane. That's his first major league game where he is uh, where he's a third base coach. And you know, Manager Craig Council even said I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it was when the announcement that he was going to be uh, that Lane was going to move from uh, first to third, or if it was just a conversation at some point in spring training. You know how everything's been over the last year. Everything just kind of runs into to its to each other but council had previously said you know there's gonna be some learning some growing pains over there at third base that it's not there's gonna be some moments and you just hope that he gets good at it because uh, I think I think we can all agree now I think it caught Shaw off guard a little bit that he was being sent and, and I'm not sure you know he may have kind of led up there for just a moment and that may have led to how much Shaw was thrown out by and made it look even worse. But I think we can all agree that that was a, that was a tough send. 
and it's a guy over at third base who's going to – it's the first time he's done it at the big league level, and he's going to have to learn how to do it a bit. And they, the organization feels confident in him that he will be able to uh, to do so. So, I look, it's, I'm not going to mince words. I'm, I'm, and don't accuse me of, like, just, you know – trying to make up for it. it was a it was a bad decision by him he should not have sent Shaw in that moment uh, but I'm not overly worried about it and it's moments like those today where you learn you know anytime we start jobs we we get better at it and he's he's starting a job and he's going to get better at it and thankfully for the Brewers that play did not end up having a major impact on this game today just in terms of either winning or losing if you want to chime in, you can do so, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet in at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. What you will take away, what you will remember, the, mo- the just the memories of today, I'd love to hear them. So far, I've had a couple of uh, good phone calls. would love to hear from you as we continue on with Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Here comes Freddie. Hey, struck him out swinging. And the inning is over. He strikes out the side. Twins get nothing on a base hit. Freddie Peralta pitching today. Actually, it caught me a little bit off guard when it happened, but man, does it make a lot of sense for so many reasons. Welcome back into Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. It's the night of opening day. Brewers win today over Minnesota 6-5. Off day tomorrow. Back at it to wrap up the series against the Twinkies coming up on uh, Saturday and Sunday. So Craig Council talked about it in his postgame press conference. By the way, if you want to join us, we're, we're continuing to take your your thoughts, your what stood out to you from today's game. In fact, uh, David and Glendale texted in. Matt, I wasn't at the game, but I listened to every word. The game was great for the win, and I get $5 burgers for $5 at George Webb. Win-win. Yeah, that's a win-win. That's... Greg, have you ever uh, have you ever taken advantage of the uh, the five burgers for five bucks after a Brewers win at George Webb? I haven't. I haven't had the opportunity. I would love to, but still waiting. So here, here's the thing. Because, I mean, they're not huge burgers, so you you can eat more than one. In Previously, it would come down to, you know, I, I'd bring them home, and it would always end up being my wife would have two, and I would have three. Now we have a, now we have a two-year-old, so it works out even better. I have two, my wife has two, and we have one for our daughter. It works out perfect, right? Yeah. Not many promotions uh, work out that well. I just want—I just no. want to put the accuracy on it that not many promotions work that well. Very few, very few. They've got it. Uh, they've got it on lockdown there at, uh, at at George Webb. So back to Freddie Peralta. So he's in the starting rotation, and all of a sudden he's warming up in the bullpen, and it just it, it caught my my initial reaction was, huh, oh, okay. And then the more I thought about it, and Craig Council talked about this in the post game. He talked about finding an advantage. And this is these are the small things that this organization, led by the the, uh, the brain trust of David Stearns, Matt Arnold, and Craig, Craig Council do. And it's how you – this doesn't just impact the game today. This impacts the game moving forward. So you got the off day coming up tomorrow. So you got an extra day. 
So by pitching Peralta today out of the bullpen, now he is just going to be on his standard rest when it comes to his time to pitch. So by getting those two innings from Peralta today on what would be his starting day, essentially, you that's two innings that the bullpen does not have to cover. And now we'll see how that ends up playing out with this team moving forward. So I just thought it was a it was a really good decision and a way to take advantage and you know finding finding the advantage finding the uh, the small advantages that you can that you can get anywhere and they're all over. Remember uh, the the movie Any Given Sunday and De Niro has the uh, or Pacino rather not De Niro Pacino has the uh, the speech you know the game of the in- you know it's a oh. game of inches yes of course yeah great speech great movie speech you know it's every you know you find the inches here and you find the inches there and those inches end up being the the difference when all is said and done well there there it is there there's the inch that the Brewers found they they found a way to use Freddie Peralta today and take two innings off the uh, off the load of the bullpen. Works for me. Eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's the Ankinet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. We'll continue on with the phone calls in just a moment. It's Brewers Weekly. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. A two-for-four, three-RBI day for Travis Shaw as he makes a triumphant return to the Brewers. Welcome back into the program. It's Brewers Weekly. This is uh, this program's a little bit different than our normal programs. We don't generally do just open lines, talk about whatever you want to talk about, but you know what? It's open to opening day, so what the heck. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's get back to the phones. we got Sparky in Madison. Hey, Sparky, you're on WTMJ. Okay, Matt. Hey, thanks for, uh, for taking my call. It's nice to hear you on baseball again. And, Good uh, to be heard. Let me just ask, pardon me? Good to uh, be heard. Yeah, you know, uh, yes. Okay, great. Listen, uh, uh, Matt, you know, it, it's really obviously way too early to maybe even bring this up, but do, do you think there's any real concern with the Brewer starting rotation, the back end of that rotation. I know with Burns and uh, Woodruff, you got some consistency there. Uh, but does that concern you uh, that there will be enough consistency from the back three to, to maybe contend and, and be a contender all year long? Uh, I, I'm just a little leery on that, but there again, only time will tell. How, how do you feel about the back end of their rotation? Yes, yeah, Sparky, I, I agree with you. Now, I think my back three is probably going to be different than, than your back three because I'm going to put Brett Anderson in the group with Burns and Woodruff where you kind of know what you're going to get, just a good steady presence. And uh, the fact that the Brewers are so good defensively, that's just going to help out Anderson. The only question with Anderson is health. But if he stays healthy, uh, I, I think you know what you're going to get from him. But there is zero track record beyond that. Adrian Hauser has been inconsistent. Freddie Peralta, and he's a new Freddie Peralta because he's got that slot. So he's got a, another pitch to work with. He's not just fastball Freddie anymore, but he has not yet shown the consistency at the big league.
League level. We can say the same thing about Josh Lindblom. He's going to be the sixth starter, and I think they're going to go to a six-man rotation once they get into a point where there's not many off days. They get an off day each of the first four weeks of the season, but then they've got a stretch of games from Friday, April 23rd until Sunday, May 9th, where they don't have a single off day. That's about two and a half weeks right there. I think they're going to go to to six men at that point. And then even beyond that, whether it's an Eric Lauer who could start games, a Jordan Zimmerman who could start games, guys who are not with the team right now, young guys, uh, a Brent Suter, a Drew Rasmussen who can give you that, that spot start. Uh, Sparky, I think you're right. I think the after Woodruff, Burns, and Anderson, there there is no track record in terms of any of those guys being somebody who's just at any point in their career been somebody that has taken the ball every fifth day and having having that level of consistency. So yeah, I uh, I, I would absolutely uh, agree with you on on that 100. percent In fact, that's my that's my biggest question mark. It's kind of funny. It's really funny. When up uh, two months ago, not that long ago, you know, people were freaking out about this team. There was a very negative feeling about this club uh, n- until they really until the Colton Wong signing. That was the thing that kind of started to turn people around, and then they got Jackie Bradley Jr. as well. But it, it's kind of funny how we couldn't do a show, whether it's this show, whether it's the podcast that comes out uh, over the weekend, Brewers Extra is a podcast available at WTMJ.com and wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, yeah, that's uh, we were talking about third base, right? That was the question. It's the what's third base going to look like? And now I'm not saying that third base is completely set. And Travis Shaw had a really nice day today, but they're still looking for him to get closer to who he was his first couple years with the Brewers, and still watching to see how Craig Council is going to manage the Orlando Arcia Luis Urias situation, which is going to be fascinating to watch throughout the year. But if I've got a question mark on this team, it is the back end of the rotation. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's read a couple text messages. Mike and Whitewater, you couldn't script it better. Exciting. By the eighth, I thought it's over. Twins were out hitting and out pitching the crew. So I prayed, Lord, they don't deserve to win, but show this team your power. Praise the Lord, he did. All right, like it. I am. Uh, I am not against going to God for anything. So I uh, appreciate the uh, appreciate the text, Mike. And uh, appreciate the uh, the help from God if he had anything to do with today's game. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike in uh, Colorado. The things that he's going to remember today, the intensity in Uke's voice. Uke was on. Uke, Uke was on. Yeah, something that we haven't talked about. Thanks for mentioning this, Mike. Hater throwing 100 miles per hour. How about that? Last year his fastball was sitting like 94-95, and he's out there just throwing straight fire today, hitting 100 miles per hour. That's uh, that's something, and then um, Mike also mentioning uh, the uh, the game tying double from uh, Travis Sean being able to hear Yuke uh, on the call on that one. Josh Hader throwing 100 miles per hour today. That is a development. That is that, and the fact that they have made the decision with Hader that he is going to be a one inning guy. It's no longer this hybrid stuff. It's no longer uh, is it is it out of the realm of possibility that maybe he's got a four inning save at some point? You know, you got somebody covering the eighth inning in a one run game, and all of a sudden two guys get on, and you bring in Hater to try to get the final out of the eighth, and then bring him out for the ninth. Yeah, that's that is probably going to happen at some point this year. But that happens with most closers. The fact that Josh Hader is more of your standard ninth inning one inning guy 
does that lead to him being able to, I want to say consistently throw as hard as he threw today? It might be hard to consistently ask for that. But even if he's sitting, you know, even if he's topping out at 97, 98, that's still, um, that's still really good. Uh, Craig Council, after the game today, made the point because he came in there in the 10th inning where he got the runner on at second because it's extra inning rules. Kind of a funny thing on that. Hader said after the game that he forgot that rule even existed. And Omar Nervaez came out to talk to him to go over the signs before the inning started. And that's when he looked back and saw that there was a runner on at second. He had completely forgotten that Major League Baseball implemented that rule for uh, for this year once again. But Hader got the three strikeouts. And a couple of them came with a runner on at third, including the runner on at third with one out. And Craig Council was very quick to mention today that two of the three guys that he struck out today were two of the toughest players to strike out, guys that just don't strike out. Hader was electric, was electric today. And uh, that was a special performance for him. 855 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet in to the program at Matt Pauley on air. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly with Matt Pauley coming up on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. 1-2 pitch. Struck him out swinging. High gas at 99. Bottom of the 10th is coming up as Hayter strikes out the side through Minnesota. An opening day edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ, 855-616-1620. It's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Tax Line, 855-616-1620. Again, the question that we have on the table for you, what do you what's the moment, what's the memory, what stands out to you about today? Whether you were at the game and had the game day experience, or even if you just experienced the game some other way, listening on the radio, watching on TV, being at a bar, being at a friend's house, whatever it might be, what stands out to you about what is one of the more special opening days after an entire season was played last year, an entire 60-game season, but an entire season nonetheless was played last year uh, without fans. A couple of tweets that have come in. Uh, Jason said, it was fine. People were spread out. It was great to be back in the ballpark. I got to give a lot of credit to the Brewers. Um and I took a picture at one point. I, uh, I I took a panoramic picture of the ballpark because I was hoping to convey what I was seeing because it didn't feel like it was 25% capacity. didn't feel like a full house. It, you know, at no point did you sit there and think, man, feels like this place has 45,000 people. I'm not saying that. But it, it felt a lot more than 25%. And even when you looked at it, as I was sitting there and as I looked at inside the stands, it looked like it was more than 25%. So I took this panoramic picture trying to kind of convey that, and I tweeted it out. You can see it at Matt Pauley on air. I don't think the I don't think the photo conveyed it. Like when when I looked at the photo, it looked like a ballpark with 25% of uh, of capacity. But when I saw it with my eyes, it didn't feel that way. So credit goes to the Brewers 
for how they put together the seating plan with the pods and everybody being spaced out and using all levels of the ballpark. You know, there's been a few times uh, that I've seen some of these, uh, like in the NFL. There were times uh, in the NFL with uh, limited capacity where they were only putting people in the lower decks. The Packers might have done that, in fact, uh, if I remember correctly. But it looked weird, and you're sitting there going, well, if you can have that in the lower deck, then why can't you actually have more people there and have people equally spaced out but in the upper decks? And people who are smarter than me can figure all that stuff out, but that's kind of the, the thought that comes to your mind when you see that. So the Brewers did a really, really good job of spacing everybody out, having those pods in a way that it just felt like there was a lot of people there. And that was good. Uh, that was really, really good, and it was nice. Uh, Badger in Canada tweeting at me. Maybe it was too much excitement in the moment, but that Yelich hit in the ninth sounded like a homer. Too many pops for me, or is this maybe the result of this year's new baseball? Well, I don't know how many pops you had, so I I can't comment on that uh, so much and how you handle your alcohol for that matter. But what I can say is it felt like the ball was not flying the way it has flown in recent years. Now, here's the problem with me saying that. I know that the ball has been dejuiced. So anytime you hear something loud off the bat or anytime something looked good and it just doesn't fly, you go, oh, well, you know what? If they would have had last year's baseball, that might have gone out of there. And you don't know because there are times last year and the year before where everything looked and sounded great and then it ended up being a ball that was caught short of the warning track. So it's really easy to sit there and say at times, okay, that's that's a ball that probably would have gone out of the ballpark had they been using last year's baseballs. I just don't know. It's a, it's a really tough question to answer. I hope, like, fan graphs or, or you know baseball prospectus or one of the uh the folks that uh, really do gr- a great job on, on the advanced baseball numbers can start to quantify a little bit the impact of changing the baseball and then we can learn maybe what percentage it is uh it is flying less uh but it, it did feel like it didn't fly quite as far today especially i thought the um yeah, I thought the Yelich one was out. I feel there was one other one. There was a deep fly ball to center field. Oh man, who was it? Was it Garcia? I don't remember. I have to go back. Yeah, it was Javi Garcia. That was the one that. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank Greg. Yep. Yeah. So there's off the bat. I thought it was gone. I thought it was gone, and it wasn't. So that's another time where you go, well, is it because of the baseball, or was it just because he didn't actually hit it right on the screws? I don't know. Uh, I don't have the answer to that, but it's something to kind of keep in the back of your mind throughout the course of, uh, of this season. All right, um, when we come back, we're going to tell you about something that's just kind of stupid that me and Greg are doing throughout the course of the season, and uh, we'll kind of put a bow on this opening day as well. An opening day edition of Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Catch more Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Pitch to Arcia. Swing and a tapper. Hit over the mound. Here comes Kane to the plate. Slides. He's in. The Brewers win it on opening day on an infield hit by Orlando Arcia. There it is. There's how it finished off today. It's a, and we're about to finish off the program. It is an opening day edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Before we get out of here, I want to share something that's just 
fun and stupid all at the same time that we're going to be doing throughout the course of the year, myself and, uh, and Greg Hill, known as Pancake to the WTMJ Knights listeners, but I always just refer to him as Greg Hill. So I have a problem, and my problem is that I drink way too many energy shots. I don't sleep a lot. I've got a lot going on. I do a lot of energy shots, and it's become a thing where like people make fun of me about it around the station because I'll, I'll walk into the station or something, and I'll throw four energy shots out on the table, and they'll all be done by the end of whatever I'm doing. So we have decided this year that we are going to quantify, because it's baseball, we are going to quantify the, uh, the shot. So every time I take an energy shot this year, uh, I, I've got an Excel spreadsheet. I'm going to mark down the date, the inning, whether it's a home or a road game, who the Brewers are playing, who's pitching at the moment that uh, it goes down, what the score is, what the flavor is, and then uh, when the game gets over, uh, we'll notch down win-loss, Brewers' final runs, opponents' final runs, so on and so forth. And we're going to put together this Excel spreadsheet. And, Greg, we're going we're gonna to find fun stuff during the year. Like, we're going to find out that the Brewers are – 17 and 3 on days that Matt has uh, two pomegranates, you know, things like that. That's just going to be something we do all year long. I hope you don't get caught in a extra innings affair where you have five and the Brewers won. And now that every time the Brewers go in extra innings, you have to at least have five energy shots. I, I, yeah, like, Brewers undefeated <laughs> when Matt has five. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to get caught there, and I just hope you're dedicated because there are going to be purists out there that are not going to say these are what the stats say and we can't go outside of the statistics. You know, just I'm just preparing you for, for how big this monster is going to get for you. This is the stupidest thing I've ever done, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, and we're going to do it. We're going to we're gonna update it at times over the course of the year on, uh, on Brewers Extra Innings. So I get, the, uh, I get the energy shots from Costco, and sometimes, Greg, they have them on sale. They're like 38 bucks for a box of them, but sometimes they're on sale, and when they're on sale, they're $8 off. So that is significant. The last time they were on sale... I walked out of Costco with five boxes of energy shots, oh, and we just store them in the garage, and I just go through them over the course of the time. <laughs> well, now you got to record box how many games it takes to take down a box. Well, I that no, that's not good because I do like it's not just during games. Like they're a, oh, okay. they're a standard sure. part of my life. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> okay, good. All right. See, this is why we're hashing this out on the yep, air. We got it. We got it all taken care of. That is going to do it for this edition of the program. Thanks. Uh, man, it was just a great day. What a great day. Brewers get the win on opening day and come from behind fashion 6-5. I'll talk to you Saturday after the game for the Brewers uh, for Brewers X Turnings here on WTMJ.